As an OD business owner, there are times in your career when you have to make life-changing business decisions. In this podcast series, I'll talk to ODs and business owners who have insight into how things really work, which can help you rethink your assumptions before making those major decisions to avoid expensive mistakes while optimizing their outcomes. This is the Think Again podcast. I'm Scott Jens, your host, and today's episode is are you marketing properly within your dispensary? Our guest is Bill Gerber, founder and CEO of OMG Content Link, a company that specializes in optimal practice design and digital marketing in the dispensary. Bill, welcome to the Think Again podcast. Thanks for having me, Scott. I really appreciate it. Of course. I, I want to get right into starting with your observations about what's being done today in a standard optometric optical. What's the that's a, what's the typical fare of marketing in the dispensary? Are they point of sale cards, you know, just pieces of paper propped up on the wall? What what do you see when you get introduced to a practice that's doing some marketing? Great question, Scott. I think that the marketing that most practices are doing today is a lot better online than in store. All right. Uh, why is that? Probably because it's easier to do. It's easier to uh, populate a platform like Instagram or Facebook or TikTok uh, and schedule out content than it is to have an effective in-office or in-store marketing approach. Why is that? I think there's a lot of reasons for it. Uh, I think the tools that uh, have been available to practices, especially on the independent side, have been um, uh, spotty at best. Uh, I think that also the um, the emphasis on in-store marketing has been primarily the fold of the vendors supplying different elements like table tents and uh, counter cards and promotional sure. offers and things like that. So it's it definitely evolving. It's a very dynamic situation at the moment. But that also must be due to the design of traditional independent optometry dispensaries, right? We have the frame cabinets. And if somebody wants to market, that's one of our vendor partners, they might even want to bring their own cabinet in. It's it's not as though the traditional optometric dispensary is set up for marketing. It's more of a place to hang the frame and have the conversation, right? That's correct. Absolutely. Uh, without question. So the model of preparing uh, an optical store or dispensary or whatever term we want to use um, has been such that uh, the frame displays have really been more like holders than anything, right? More like utility cabinets. Uh, <laughs> even the term, which I absolutely loathe, are frame boards. I like to spell it B-O-R-E-D um, because that's really what it is, right? Uh, so you see even uh, some of the most sophisticated optical retailers have created a brand showcase, whereas most independents really have an optical dispensary that happens to be populated with frames. So the opportunity today is really to make the uh, optical a brand showcase and an experience center as opposed to uh, a room with a bunch of frames hanging on a wall. Well, if we get back to the title of this podcast, Are You Marketing Properly? If 
we're talking about frame boards, B-O-R-E-D-S, then clearly the answers were not. (laughs) So you talk about brand and experience centers. Tell us about insights you've gotten from looking at retail marketing in other industries at point of sale. There must be something you can tell us about their use of digital signage and marketing to attract the customer's eye. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of months ago, I received a call from a client we've been talking to for a while about uh, taking their practice digital with digital signage from ContentLink. And uh, it was I remember it clearly. It was on a Saturday morning. I get a call from, we'll call him Dr. Smith to protect, the, uh, to protect his identity for right now. Uh, Dr. Smith at uh, eight o'clock California time uh, calls me and goes, okay, I'm ready to do that. I'm like, to, to what, put in your digital sign? Yes, I'm ready to do it. I'm like, what What was your turning point? He said, I realized in a trip to McDonald's just now with my kids for Happy Meals after the ball game that uh, McDonald's is a much more effective marketer of Happy Meals uh, with digital screens than I am of $600 progressive lenses. Okay. That was really, really, really interesting to me. So that... Uh, uh, really opened my eyes. So you look at food service, number one. Number two, you look at um, uh, larger retailers. You look at this whole omni-channel experience happening, even with a Walmart, right? You can look at it online. You can pick it up in store. You're really looking at a lot of friction points that have been taken away in the shopping experience and the buying experience. So I think what we're going to be seeing in our space is a lot more simplicity and a lot more um, uh, ease of of purchasing. Isn't it interesting that an example of just fast food restaurants, but that immediately gets us to think of other places where we have been marketed to by retailers of products with digital signage. And we think to ourselves, oh, I didn't really even realize it that that should be part of the way that we should put our any reluctance away about doing similar such in our own locations for our customers. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, look at the fact that um, the optical space has more licensed brand names than almost any other consumer product category, right? Hmm. We look at that. Uh, why would somebody license a brand name in the first place? Because of equity, right? That that brand happens to hold. Um, somebody called me the other day and they said, hey, you know, we're coming out with Roxy and Quicksilver, just as an example, right? Coming out with that brand. Oh, great brand names, right? Uh, but we want our presence in office to really reflect this identity. So what people can do now is they can set up playlists uh, where they pull the assets that that brand happens to have. They can put that uh, onto screens in their location. They can intersperse that with uh, interactive lens demos, photo boosts, and really get the patient in the mix, right? Um, people who are even more dynamic are setting up uh, very photo-worthy showrooms, Instagram-worthy backgrounds, so people can take their selfies, right? Everybody takes selfies, uh, and um, you really get you know that level of engagement. And I, but I do think that uh, people want to know the backstory of the brand. Right. They want to know what this lens is about. They want to know the application. I think given the education and the exposure to some of these stories, people will make the decision to buy what they feel is is right for them. But if we continue to have a bunch of frames up on a wall 
one after the other, you're like little soldiers up there. We were completely blowing it, in my humble opinion, of leveraging the brand equity that exists in all of these brands that we do carry. So because this is a business you run um, and you're our expert, what I'm curious about is you telling us a story that talks about this transformation of something that went from frame boards to whatever success that came from a transformation. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've had the unique opportunity to work with um, literally hundreds of, uh, I think, really the most successful independents and out of the top 50 chains, dozens of those chains and see all of them go on different journeys Um, until about four or five years ago. Uh, it was very cost prohibitive for uh, the average independent to be competitive with the chain uh, from an experiential marketing standpoint. Uh, almost, almost impossible, right? They didn't have the budgets for video. They didn't have the budgets for you know a fifty thousand dollar in store digital signage system or even you know killer great displays. So, uh, but that quickly. Uh, has evened out. So literally for under 10 grand, a location can get completely set up digitally. Um, so a couple examples, there's a um, uh, practice in Kirksville, Missouri, uh, that just opened. Uh, and this is the fifth location for Premier Eye Care. It's a group uh, with, um, I think, fifth or sixth location. Uh, we started talking to them a year and a half, two years ago, about designing this space that was going to be uh, all of that in Kirksville, Missouri. They bought a former bank building. Uh, We went to work uh, collaborating on the design. And the objective all along is let's make this special and make it totally engaging, right? And so what we did was, uh, besides designing uh, basically a space without a defined waiting area, which is really important for optical immersion. Um, We also made sure that we had digital signage everywhere. So right when you walk in, in the waiting area, in the hallways, back in the doctor's lanes, out into optical on the frame boards, selling brand stories, etc. The location opened about four months ago. And uh, I I received an email last, last month, and it basically said, we are way ahead of our sales plan. Uh, people are totally engaged. We're waiting to bring on another doctor. We're moving forward with that plan now because for the first time in our practice's history, we have people just coming in to hang out, right? Because they love it so much and they love the experience so much that they're sending friends. So how does it translate into more sales? Absolutely is the case. So I'm really, really proud of uh, Dr. Harris, Dr. Thompson and uh, Dr. Blackford uh, at Premier Eye Care. They've done an amazing job and I can share, I can go on all day about this and share dozens and dozens of other experiences. But uh, that one particularly comes to my mind and uh, I'm so, so happy to see them uh, uh, thriving. So I think the point that you've made to us is that proper marketing can certainly stand for updating um, and maybe somebody doesn't feel like they can spend as much money as you say it can cost, but this isn't a terribly disruptive thing to do. It requires implementation of some tablets and some software. Um, But the most important part is to always think about the patient experience on the other end, isn't it? That that this is what they're meeting elsewhere, including in large corporate optical chains, aren't they? 
Oh, without question. So uh, if you look at any of the um, Luxottica retail brands, uh, they are all employing digital signage. Um, I was just in the Lens Crafters on Saturday, as a matter of fact. And, you know, the connection between the upfront digital signage that they have that's beckoning you in from the front window to tablets at the frame displays to the AccuFit digital measurement system, uh, it all ties together. Um, you look at other groups like Sam's, like Walmart, um, they're doing a job there. And, and I can uh, appeal to all of the independents out there to really work as much as possible, work the um, digital aspects, digital centration, lens measurement, playlists, uh, interactive photo booths, lens demos, and never, please never ever draw again a uh, corridor distance on a on the back of a napkin or a piece of paper, use that and show it digitally because people believe digital much more than they believe, uh, you know, something handwritten on a piece of paper. You know, Bill Gerber, you've committed your career to supporting the optical patient that is seen by optometric practices. And I can't thank you enough for sharing your expertise on this Think Again podcast on this topic. Very appreciated. Oh, thank you so much, Scott. This is a real joy and always uh, wonderful to collaborate with you. Thank you for everything you do in this industry. You're amazing. Thank you. That's it for today's Think Again podcast from GP.